This is Stacy Julian bringing you a little Christmas hallelujah and episode 100 of Exactly Enough Time. is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention and to create connection. I am a life enthusiast and a believer. I tell stories and I'm so grateful that you are here. Thank you for listening. think of a better beginning to my podcast today, Christmas Eve 2020? No, the Hallelujah Chorus written in 1741 by George Friedrich Handel to celebrate the fact that the Lord God reigneth. Now, this is something that Christians all over the world are celebrating, particularly tonight and tomorrow and this weekend. Merry Christmas to all of you. I am going to borrow, if it's okay, just a little, one of those like last hallelujahs for for me today because this is my 100th episode and that's kind of a big deal, okay? And I've decided to title this episode, The Gift of Words and Music. Because if you do listen to this the day it is published, it is December 24th, 2020, Christmas Eve. And I want this to be a celebration at my favorite time of year of two of the things I truly love. So this is going to be one of those mashup episodes where I share classic Christmas songs and some of my favorite words from quotes and scripture. Let's start with this one. idea a few months ago for this episode to share some of my favorite words, but it was just probably a week, maybe 10 days ago, I was driving home early December. I think I, you know, just told my phone to play, you know, kind of a pre-selected Christmas playlist and kind of a newer version came on of a classic song. I don't know that it was this one, but my thought was, don't do that. Don't don't mess up something that's already just been <laughs> perfectly created. So call me old, call me traditional, but I thought I'm going to share for episode 100. I'm going to take the snippets of 10 classic Christmas songs that nobody should mess with. I just think that's okay for me to do that. So here's another one. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by choir. 
folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that Andy Williams and Nat King Cole have set the bar very high on both of those two songs. They are iconic and masterfully performed or recorded or whatever we call it, but there you go, number one and number two. Now, let's cut to some words for a minute. Do you want to hear my all-time number one most favorite quotation? Okay, here we go. I don't even know who to attribute it to. But this is what it says. To be perpetually thrilled with life need not detract from the solidarity of your goals or the soberness of your purpose. This is the story. Stacy was probably a sophomore in college and I was walking from one end of campus to the other and I often like to cut through buildings that I didn't have any classes in because I like to do things like that. I like to explore and I wondered what, what does the inside of that building look like? Turns out it was the humanities building and I would have classes down the road in this building, but I walked in one end and took the long hallway to, to the other, you know, to the exit on the other end. And there was a poster about midway down this hallway And it was bright colors. I don't remember exactly, but I remember as I walked by, I probably read about half of this quote and I kept walking and then I stopped and I was like, what? And I wanted to go back and I wanted to read it again. And so I did. I backed up and I stood right in front of this poster and I read that quote, to be perpetually thrilled with life need not detract from the solidarity of your goals or the soberness of your purpose. You can be totally serious about the important things in life and still be completely and utterly and perpetually thrilled. And I I don't know who said it. I've Googled it. Like I every couple of years I Google it just to see if maybe, you know, the source has been put out into the, you know, ether. Um, but I remember it saying something like source unknown. I don't think it said anonymous. I think it said source unknown. And I have yet to ever learn who put those words together on that poster and pretty much summed up how I want to live and approach my life. Pretty much how Burl Ives sings it in this song. So my maiden name is Hall, and a couple episodes back I told you what a group of Julians are called. So Holly Jolly Christmas, it's kind of like my theme song. And speaking of Holly and Jolly and Happy, I'm going to share with you probably, ugh, so hard to commit, one of my top five favorite scriptures from the Book of Mormon, and this is in a book inside the Book of Mormon called Mosiah. And this is a man, a prophet by the name of King Benjamin. This is the second chapter, verse 41, and it goes like this. And moreover, I would desire that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. And if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven. 
that thereby they may dwell with God in a state of never-ending, here it comes again, happiness. Oh, remember, remember that these things are true, for the Lord God hath spoken it. That verse to me is just like a mic drop on the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the word gospel just means good news. And that's what this song sings about. You probably don't need reminding that we don't always feel like singing joy to the world. I want to pause here for a minute and talk to you about a man who was a neurologist, a psychiatrist, an author, and a very well-known survivor. He was born the middle of three children and had a very early interest in psychology such that by the time he was a teenager, he began corresponding with Sigmund Freud. He went on to study medicine at the University of Vienna, specializing in neurology and psychiatry with a focus on depression and suicide. The same year that his first scientific paper was published in the International Journal of Psychoanalysis on the recommendation of Sigmund Freud, he began to question Freudian psychoanalysis and developed some of his own very unique ideas. These ideas were initially rejected and he was ultimately expelled from the circle of professionals in his chosen field. But this is where it gets very interesting. Because as he was gaining power over his own ideas, someone else was gaining power over Europe. In 1941, Viktor Frankl married his first wife, Tilly Grosser, who was a station nurse at the Rothschilds Hospital. Soon after they were married, she became pregnant, but they were forced to abort the child. Tilly died in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. Viktor's father, Gabriel, died in the Terezin concentration camp from starvation and pneumonia. His mother and brother Walter were both killed in Auschwitz. His sister Stella escaped to Australia. In 1947, he married his second wife, Eleonora Ellie Schwint. She was a practicing Catholic, and the couple respected each other's religious backgrounds, going to both church and synagogue and celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah. They had one daughter, Gabrielle, who went on to become a child psychologist. Victor Frankl was the founder of logotherapy, literally meaning healing through meaning, and he is most noted for his best-selling book, Man's Search for Meaning. And I love these words from that book. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Okay, my next favorite song will be sung by Bing Crosby, who, by the way, 
attended college at Gonzaga University right here in Spokane, Washington, where I live. And he's going to sing a Christmas carol based on the 1863 poem Christmas Bells by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Of course, this poem and song tells of the narrator's despair upon hearing Christmas bells during the American Civil War that, quote, hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. The carol concludes with the bells carrying renewed hope for peace among men. I believe it's a good song for the end of 2020. And it speaks to that last of human freedoms that Viktor Frankl writes about, to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance, to look for hope and for the helpers that are always present. In the New Testament, in 1 Peter, are these words that I love. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now might be a good time to remind you that my youngest son, Taft, is currently serving as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And let me tell you what, I get to talk to him on Mondays, and this is an opportunity <laughs> for him to really stretch himself, to, uh, to lead and to speak a foreign language, to serve he is a very kind-hearted young man, but he is in situations that uh, require him to dig deep. And he's prone to focus on his inadequacies. So I'm going to share with you more of my favorite words that I will be sharing with Taft. This is a quote, I'm sure you've heard it, by Marianne Williamson. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. I 100% believe that. Every time we dig deep and then reach out and use our God-given gifts, we are giving the next person permission to feel more comfortable doing something that they are uniquely qualified to do. And I love that. I also love this song by Jose Feliciano, which I will dedicate to my cute Spanish-speaking missionary.
You know what that song reminds me of, don't you? That song reminds me of my favorite quote about color. It's succinct and so me. It's by Susan Sargent. And it goes like this. Life is too short for beige. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. I do have other favorite versions of that song, but I'm sorry, Frank Sinatra is the best. And I don't know if you know this, but Frank Sinatra loves color. I wonder if he loves it as much as Stacy Julian, but he said orange is the happiest color. Frank Sinatra said that, you guys. And I think orange is definitely happy, and I also think it should be a Christmas color. And speaking of color, here's something else that I love, travel. This year in my class 20 and 20, I made a totally cool travel globe. I basically used a globe like a scrapbook and I put little pictures on it and I noted on it places I've been and I found this quote, which is now my favorite travel quote. Why do you go away? so that you can see the place you came from with new eyes and extra colors. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. I love you, Terry Pratchett, for saying those words. I hope you're having fun. I am having such a good time sharing with you words and words put to music. Okay, so... Here's something I'm not good at. I am not good at singing. Next week on the podcast, guess who's coming on with me? (gasps) My husband, Jeff. You are going to love him. Maybe you won't love him like I love him, but he's so awesome. And I'm so happy that he's agreed to come on the podcast with me. But he will vouch for me when I tell you I cannot sing. Cannot. I'm one of those people that cannot carry a tune in a bucket. And yet, when I was in the fifth grade, at the fifth grade Christmas concert, I had a little solo. And it was from this song. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. See what I see. See what I see. A star, a star, dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite. With a tail as big as a kite. So my solo was the part about said the shepherd boy to the mighty king. But promise me, you guys. If you have never listened to a Johnny Mathis Christmas album, oh my goodness, go download one today and treat yourself. 
I think it may have been this same Christmas because I had a solo in the program. My parents took me downtown Seattle to probably the opera house or one of the performance halls and we saw Johnny Mathis live. Of course, I had no idea who he was or why this was even a big deal, but I did dress up. But I remember sitting there as an 11 or 12 year old girl being completely blown away and he is to this day, one of my favorites. I'm guessing you've heard this one before. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bell ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. I definitely know that not everyone believes like I believe or what I believe. And that is as it should be. But it is Christmas Eve, and so I'm going to wrap this up with a scripture in Isaiah. You guys, I am totally loving Isaiah. The older I get, the more I get it. This is in chapter 55, verses 6 through 9. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Here are some additional words that Isaiah wrote set to the music of George Friedrich Handel. Yes, let's end where we began with a song from Messiah, performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. a couple of episodes back I talked to my good friend Wendy and I asked her what she wanted for Christmas and she said words she wants words for Christmas I have a feeling she's going to open some tomorrow morning and I hope you've enjoyed this episode it's my gift to you it's a gift of words and music it's probably been about 10 years or so ago that I did kind of a scrapbooky thing for Christmas, a gift of words. I took the words to one of my favorite scriptures and I typed them up and printed them on vellum and I put, I made four copies and I put them on top of a photo of my husband and our four sons and I put them in a frame and I wrapped them up. And so I am going to wrap up today's episode sharing these same words with you and they are it's another scripture found in the book of mormon it's in the book of helaman the fifth chapter 12th verse and it reads and now my sons remember remember that it is upon the rock of our redeemer who is christ the son of god that ye must build your foundation that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds yea his shafts in the whirlwind 
Yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon if men build, they cannot fall. Those are some powerful words full of promise. And I'll add one more scripture from the New Testament in the book of John, 16th chapter, verse 33. This is Jesus Christ speaking. He says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay, here's the part I haven't told you yet, because today is my 100th episode, okay? I shared 10 words, like quotes and or scriptures, and 10 songs, and 10 times 10 is 100. And now I'm going to ask you to help multiply my messages today. So I've created some fun little memes um, and there, you can find them in the show notes at stacyjulian.com. You can easily download them and just keep them for yourself on your phone and enjoy them, or you can share them on social media. This is my gift to you of words and music, and I'd love you to do something similar. The words we love, the music we listen to, they are a part of our story. I hope that you will document these details in your life and share them with those you love. And I hope most of all that you will have yourself a Merry Christmas and come back next week for another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart From now on, our troubles will be out of sight.